Hello, this is a public service announcement from the In His Holy Name Ministry. We want to address the issue of hate crimes associated with the LGBT community. As followers of Christ, we believe that every person is made in the image of God and deserves love and respect. Discrimination and violence against the LGBT community is not acceptable. We urge all listeners to stand against hate crimes and to actively work towards creating a world where every person is treated with dignity and respect. Let us remember that love is the greatest commandment and that we are called to love our neighbors as ourselves. If you or someone you know has been a victim of a hate crime, please report it to the authorities and seek support from local organizations and resources. Thank you for listening. Let us continue to pray for love, peace, and justice for all. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old-time religion. Old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time. There's a great deal of confusion about what exactly the Bible says in regards to homosexuality. And we alluded to that back in our podcast, Biblical Teachings on Homosexuality. This is in part because the Bible has relatively few passages that deal directly with homosexuality. And those that it does have can be somewhat controversial. Among them, Genesis chapter 19, is the account of Lot's visitors and the people of Sodom leading to the ultimate destruction of Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah are two cities mentioned in the Bible, particularly in the book of Genesis. The cities were located in the Jordan River Valley, near the Dead Sea, in what is now Israel and Jordan. According to the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah were known for their wickedness and immorality. God decided to destroy the cities and sent two angels to warn Lot, who was Abraham's nephew and lived in Sodom, to flee from the impending destruction. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah is often cited as a warning against sin and immorality. The story begins in the previous chapter of Genesis where God tells Abraham that there have been bad reports about Sodom and Gomorrah. The story then tells that two angels will be sent to see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If it is, the city will be destroyed. There was a social depravity in Sodom and Gomorrah. 
The cities were known for their sins, including wickedness, idolatry, and immorality, such as adultery. The angels arrived and found a warm welcome in Sodom. Lot greets them at the gateway of the city and invites them back to his house to eat dinner and spend the night. While they are there, the men of Sodom collect outside Lot's house and demand that he send out his guests so that we can know them. Most scholars differ on the most accurate translation of know in this context, but most believe that it is used here in a sexual sense. And many have interpreted it to mean homosexual acts. Lot refuses, offering his two virgin daughters as an alternative. Don't do anything to these men, he pleads, for they have come under the protection of my roof. These men of Sodom then threaten Lot, get out of our way. We'll treat you worse than them. To protect Lot, the angels strike the men of Sodom with sudden blindness. The angels then advise Lot and his family to get out of town as quickly as they can, because the city will soon be destroyed. After Lot has escaped with his family, God rains down burning sulfur on both Sodom and Gomorrah, destroying all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. Conservative evangelicals never have stopped despising gay rights. They have continued to plot the overthrow of gay marriage. Whenever evangelical arguments against LBGQ people become news again, there's only one destination that matters, Sodom and Gomorrah. Many Christians have been taught, and taught wrong, that homosexuality was the downfall of both Sodom and Gomorrah. This is wrong. The cities of Sodom and Gomorrah in the Bible were not destroyed because of homosexuality. In fact, the Bible tells us exactly why they were destroyed. The Torah does not elaborate on the sin of Sodom. But the underpinnings are expressed later in the prophecy of Ezekiel, Behold this was the sin of Sodom, she and her daughters had pride, excess bread, and peaceful serenity, but she did not strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. Between depravity and the disregard for outsiders on one hand, and kindness, generosity, and hospitality to strangers on the other, the merciless, arrogance, and cruel behavior of the inhabitants of Sodom and Gomorrah were hardened to the kindness and compassion which is echoed in the words of the prophet Ezekiel. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah were said to have turned away from God and engaged in sinful behavior. According to the Bible, Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed, but not because of homosexuality, but because they were inhospitable, and they were selfish. They didn't care for the orphan and the stranger. In fact, if you know the story, they were destroyed because a gang of men came to rape two angels when they appeared to Lot's house. Indeed, the men demanded to relate to Lot's male guests sexually. Truth is that Christians are often inhospitable and unwelcoming to the stranger. But it's much easier for us to make this story about homosexuals than to admit that and put blame elsewhere. Why don't Christians find fault with Lot for offering his two virgin daughters as an alternative to the gang of the men came to rape the angels? Is one sin less than the other? Honestly, homosexuality isn't even mentioned in the scripture. How come the evangelicals aren't up in arms regarding Lot pimping out his daughters? And why aren't they in arms about rape, men gang raping another man? Truth is both are awful, but neither is about really about homosexuality. The prophet's description combined with what the Torah, slash Old Testament, 
reveals to us the following portrayal. The people of Sodom insisted on preserving their high quality of living to such an extent that they established a principle not to let the poor and homeless reside in their city. Consequently when a destitute person would come seeking help, they would revoke his right to any assistance, be it public or private. By doing this they believed they would preserve an elite upper-class community who would monopolize the profits that the bountiful land offers without having to distribute any revenues to a lower class of people. While the biblical account of Sodom and Gomorrah is a well-known story, there is little historical evidence to confirm the existence of these cities. Some scholars suggest that the story may be based on a real event, such as a natural disaster or an invasion by a neighboring tribe. Others argue that the story is a myth or a legend created to teach a moral lesson. Regardless of its historical accuracy, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah remains an important part of religious and cultural history. Interesting how the concept of hospitality, or lack thereof. The mistreatment of the homeless or migrants is mainstream news today. Are we living in a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah? Today many preachers seem to make every story about sex. When preachers, ministers, priests and chaplains have become the authority on Christian doctrine the result is that they have kept gays in the closet. They have expelled single women who became pregnant. They have fought to control what happens in the bedroom. There seems to be an evangelical obsession with sex. There's a long history of preaching against homosexuality in congregations and parishes filled with mostly heterosexuals with questionable sexual morals. Not just the scandal within the Roman Catholic Church, or the Irish priest Rory Coyle who posted on Tinder, but also evangelists Ted Hager, Jim Backer, Jimmy Swaggart, and Bill Gothard, and the list goes on. The goal of ministry is to love and accept and follow the teachings of Christ. His law falls in line with being hospitable, kind, welcoming to all. The likes of Father Rory Coyle and evangelists Ted Hager, Jim Backer, Jimmy Swaggart, and Bill Gothard act like the sinners of Sodom and Gomorrah more than how Christians are expected to live. They say what to do, but do just the opposite. The sin of Sodom is not homosexuality. But by the wickedness in their sin of inhospitality and its poor treatment of the less than. Are we living in modern times within our own Sodom and Gomorrah? Follow God's law or we too will experience the raining down of burning sulfur as our chastisement. This is Father Chris, reminding each of us to act justly, love with mercy, and walk humbly with God. Children. It was good for the Hebrew children. It was good for the Hebrew children. And it's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion.
give me that old-time religion. It's good enough for me. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. It will do when the world's on fire. And it's good enough for me. Oh. Give me that old-time I didn't always have a lot of friends like I do now. Having a disability in middle school wasn't easy. Other kids didn't know how to include me in activities, so I often sat on the sidelines watching. Sometimes I played basketball during PE, but some kids said it wasn't real basketball and called me names like wheels. I felt pretty alone. In high school, I started volunteering for an animal shelter. I met other kids who love animals as much as I do. One of them asked me what else I like to do. I said I was a gamer. He was a gamer too. We played and I won two out of three games. He knew others who liked to game, so we organized gaming marathons. And I made a bunch of friends, and we did all kinds of activities together. And when other kids teased me or tried to block my way, my friends stepped in and told them to back off. I didn't feel so alone anymore, and I had a lot more fun. For more information, visit stopbullying.gov.